Good afternoon, Mr. and Mrs. Holyoke and all the ships at sea. And welcome to everyone at whichever pronoun by which you self-identify. My name is Mike Plaisance, and this is my podcast, Holyoke Brews. This podcast brought to you from the studios of Holyoke Media in downtown Holyoke will be based on the Holyoke Brews newsletter that I post on Facebook. Let's get started. Running for mayor too easy. Stop wasting our time. Dateline Holyoke. It's time to say goodbye to the fringe candidates. We need to increase the amount of work required of potential candidates and incumbents to get their name on the ballot to run for mayor of Holyoke. It's too easy now. I propose that to be a candidate for mayor, the requirement is the submission of at least 500 signatures of registered voters. That's double the current amount of 250 signatures as a minimum. Also, and I'm less tied to this, but still think it's a good idea, some registered voters from each of the seven wards should be included in the nomination papers that the incumbent and would-be challengers submit to the city clerk's office to certify a candidacy. Note, it's always advisable for those running for mayor, city council, school committee, etc., to submit nomination papers that have more than the minimum signatures required to be certified as a candidate for that seat. That's because signatures can be rejected by the city clerk. Signatures can be dismissed if the person doing the signing is not a Holyoke registered voter in Holyoke. Another way to make a signature dead on arrival is if someone doesn't live in the city but sign nomination papers to help a clipboard holder who was outside stop and shop and seem nice. Requiring only 250 signatures is too easy. Certifying that nomination papers have at least 500 signatures of registered Holyoke voters would show that the incumbent and any hopeful candidates had succeeded in getting a substantial number of voters to declare that that name should be on the ballot for mayor. That assumes that the voters signing nomination papers know what they're signing. Simply, a resident should be able to show citywide appeal in order to be a candidate for mayor. That bumps them to legitimate from fringe. Put another way, if someone is unable to get 500 voters to sign a document stating that they agree the person should be on the ballot for mayor, why should anyone think the person can actually get the thousands of votes needed to become mayor on election day? Pithily, stop wasting our time. It's too easy now. Change is needed because once the current piece of cake signature threshold of 250 signatures is certified at City Hall. Identifying the fringe candidates is easy. Everyone knows which ones not only will lose, but will lose big. The fringe candidates themselves, if they're being honest, know they don't have a chance. Some might say that having a certain candidate on the ballot can ensure that certain issues, which otherwise might get ignored, will get discussed during the campaign. Sounds swell, but does it really work that way? I covered probably 100 elections in over 30 years as a newspaper reporter. I cannot recall one instance where someone said later, quote, well, Johnny Fringe got his ass kicked in the election, but at least he put the spotlight on, insert issue here. At least not to the extent that Johnny Fringe's spotlight resulted in significant progress on an issue. 
seems a weak reason for clogging debate stages with candidates who have no chance. It may seem to be, quote, the Democratic way, unquote, to allow such candidates on the ballot to ensure there's competition. And there is merit in certain cases to having at least one contender, however much a long shot, battling an incumbent to give voters a choice and to deprive the incumbent of a free ride. But generally, such outliers just consume time and money. Diluting the field with too many candidates for mayor is a disservice to voters. The legitimate candidates get less time at the pitifully few forums and debates that are held to discuss why they should be mayor. Some might say that raising the threshold with these changes is an undemocratic hurdle. The argument might be that changes like what I'm proposing would require a ton of work from a newcomer to position, to position himself or herself to try to unseat an incumbent. Well, yes. If the newcomer wants to be mayor, get to work. Knock on doors, show yourself at community gatherings, take out advertisements, dance the social media dance, establish name recognition, change from an unknown fringe candidate with one or two pet issues into a legitimate contender. Working hard can win an election for a newcomer. Holyoke voters have been fearless about rejecting incumbents. Elaine Pluta, Daniel Soskovic, William Hamilton, when a more desirable challenger emerges. No law requires that Holyoke massage someone's ego by letting them run for mayor just because that's what they want. The city doesn't have time for that. Voters and other residents deserve leaders who have developed positions on issues, articulated ideas, and who have shown they will work hard. Mayor, like any worthy job, requires standards. The current standards need to be raised. Another possible argument against the changes I'm proposing, what about the value of candidate choices who are newcomers, the unconventional, the non-mainstream, instead of just the same incumbents? Of course, new blood is essential. But being new and unconventional by itself doesn't mean such candidates deserve to be on the ballot for mayor and they can still hold newcomer, unconventional, and non-mainstream positions while also doing the extra work I'm proposing. Timing might be a problem in requiring 500 signatures instead of 250. The current municipal election calendar made nomination papers available at City Hall January 9, 2023. Candidates must submit nomination papers for all seats by August 1, 2023. That gives candidates nearly seven months to get signatures, which should be plenty of time, despite doubling the threshold to 500. But perhaps nomination papers could be made available earlier than is now the case. Regardless, nothing is stopping a candidate from mounting a campaign for mayor a year or more before the election, if they want it badly enough. Election day is November 7th, 2023, and a preliminary election, if necessary, would be September 26th. Requiring that some of the 500 signatures come from each ward would prove the resident is willing to work hard. Would-be candidates should show, again, in the interest of going to legitimate from fringe, they can muster support from the Flats to Churchill to Oakdale to the Highlands. 
This rule change would mean that if nomination papers arrive at the filing deadline with the 500 signature minimum, but not every word, every ward is represented by a registered voter, then that person, incumbent or potential challenger, misses the ballot. Using 500 as the base, perhaps require that nomination papers submitted to run for mayor include signatures of registered voters from each ward of at least 3% to 5% of the base. That would be at least 15 to 25 voters' signatures coming from each ward. Making these changes would separate the bona fide from the bogus, because running for mayor is an option, not a right. Till next time.